You are listening to the Antler VC Cast. We are your hosts. I am Yusti Salavara and I'm the co-founder and managing partner of Antler. I am Pooja Barwani, the marketing director of Antler. In this series, we feature stories of exceptional people who are playing a key role in building and shaping the next wave of tech and the way it is integrated into all we do. We take a look at the transformation that is taking place in an increasingly global and digital world. We will talk about innovation, building and scaling startups, mistakes they made, pivots they navigated through and lots more. We want to know their story, how they did it, the challenges they faced and how they overcame them. Stay tuned. On this episode, we have with us Nuseria Sin, also known as Nas Daily. He is the founder and CEO of the Nas company and most well known for creating his unique, entertaining and engaging one minute videos, all 1000 of them. He's also the author of the book Around the World in 60 Seconds. Nas is now based in Singapore and creates video content on all sorts of topics. Welcome to the Antler VC Cast. Hi, great! Thank you so much for for talking to me today. I I, I super uh, uh, I wear this as a badge of honor to talk to you guys today, and uh, I'm excited to have a nice conversation that is on the record. <laughs> That's great to know. So uh, let's start. H- how is how is your day? Is this a typical day for you in the morning? We're here early in your office, which is which looks amazing. Yeah, what did you do yesterday, Nas? Yesterday during the day, or like what? Like yeah, what was oh, your day like yesterday? Um, comment. Oh, so so this is the month of hiring. So so it's, I'm I'm trying to meet as many people as possible. So so a meeting at 9 a.m. Then a me- then stand up at 10. Then another meeting at 10:30. Then uh, another meeting at 11. And then product meetings from 10 12 to 3, 12 to 2. And then filming from 3 to 5 or 6. Then editing or emails from 6 to 10 or so. Is that typical? Is. That's usually typical when we're not shooting. But when we're shooting, it's like you start at 10 and you end at 10 just making videos. Um, or when you're traveling, it's like a lot more video, 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 video. But when you're not making videos, it's a lot more like, okay, you know, HR, okay, you know, how are we doing and all that stuff. So it's, it's company building or video building. But that's the only two things I think about. Or relationship building on the weekends. Okay, so that that's very important. Thank you, Pooja. I agree. <laughs> it's very important. My girlfriend would agree too. So I was going to start by <laughs> does, she, does she build the relationship as well, or it's just you? Uh, I think she builds it more than I do. Nice. Uh, which you're is lucky. Not so- you're a lucky guy. No, it's not something to be proud of. I'm a terrible human. Really? Yes. We should have oh, had wow. her on over here. I need to verify that. I, we should. I, I we should. No, because it's always like you know, it's always like the the men build the companies and and the women focus on building the relationships. Oh my god! Them. Did you just say that? No, that's how it has traditionally yeah, been. Yeah, traditionally. That's how it's traditionally Happy been. International yeah. Women's yeah. Day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. And so, and so, it used to be sexy. Oh, I'm the man at the job, mm-hmm. and then and then and then and she's building the relationship and the family. Um. And unfortunately, uh, you know, well, she's building her own career and everything. Yes. But why am I? Ta- why are we talking about relationships? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I, I I don't like it. The fact that I I don't spend time building the relationship during the week, but I simply don't have time to, so I don't do it. But I would like to do it at some point, but I don't do it. Right. Maybe that's a good segue, actually, to something you're doing now that is a bit more like 
relationship related, which is the NAS Academy. Many people know your background, the story, so that's my, maybe not so interesting yeah, for, yeah. for the folks out there. But uh, what is NAS Academy? That's like the hottest new thing in town. Hottest so, new thing uh, in town. Is tell it us really? a bit about that. You're yeah. hearing about it? Absolutely, from you. <laughs> Um, okay, look, I mean, the idea is, is very simple. Like, um, you know, you know, we make videos, right? That this whole content creation, everybody's thinking about oh, influencers, influencers, Instagrammers, YouTubers, the future, da, 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 da. And I agree. I think in the future, there's going to be not one media corp in Singapore. There's going to be a thousand media corps and it's going to be just individuals who are creating content for themselves and and with a, with a large following. And so if we know for sure that that is going to be the future, um, wh- how is it going to look like? Who's actually doing the education for that future? Uh, right now, there's not many people that are doing that, like teaching people how to become uh, YouTubers or how to become video makers or how to become storytellers or how to become podcasters. And so we want to do that. That's one. Two, you know, you look at education right now and, you know, I, I, I was lucky. I went to Harvard and Harvard costs $63,000 every year. I was lucky I didn't have to pay it. But someone else pays that amount of money. Someone else pays, you know, $30,000 to get a four-year degree uh, learning about, uh, you know, uh, Greek mythology. I think in the future, you know, universities as we know them, taking so much money and so much of your time just to give you something that is not uh, tangible. Um, I think that's going to be reduced. And I think universities, as we know, will, re- will, will morph into becoming more and more like an academies, an academy for nursing, an academy for software engineering, an academy for, for media, an academy for whatever else, right? So it's going to become like specific Harvards rather than one big Harvard. So very specialized. You see the right. future like vocational kind of. Yes. So that's very interesting because like in, in many countries in Europe, you actually, sort of have that system but not for you know online content creation but right. for other things like you have this very vocational approach where like i study something and that's my job instead of you know i study greek mythology and then i become a banker like right you know, right. US, right but traditionally vocational has been like you want to become a welder or a mechanic and it's like it has been yeah. viewed very well or positively in the sense that you know vocational training just means you have no future in the university because mm. you're not whatever you didn't get the grades uh, but I think in the future, it'll be less and less stigmatized and, and become more. So we want to build that. We want to build yep. a Harvard for media, uh, which includes like, look, let us take someone and turn them from nothing into like a potential future Nas Daily or a potential future podcaster or a potential future media corp. And, and, and I think, I think that, you know, has a lot of meaning because if you, if you educate 10,000 students, for example, one of them could be the next Nas Daily or the next you know, whatever it is. And then they are going to go and, and create content that will reach uh, millions of people. It's exactly like the antler model, right? Yeah. What do you say? You say, I'm going to find 10,000 entrepreneur, entrepreneurs. I don't care about your company. One of you is going to create a product that's going to reach millions and make me rich, right? That's it. And so, so you're investing in humans and we're investing in humans. Yeah, yeah exactly. And- Except hundreds for antler. Are going to be are going to be successful and build. Uh, hey! build but uh, you know, if you go for one in ten thousand, that's like fine. That, if that works for you. Uh, but, but so, do you feel like when you? How, what is the application process then? How do you select these people? Can anybody apply, or is you know how does it work? Right now, there's no app. It's not like we choose people because, like you know, 
you know, I used to be a software engineer. If I applied, I wouldn't be in. You know, my my partner used to be a bakery manager. Another person was a was a was a park manager. So so you can never tell where talent comes from. So anyone can come in and do it. And people do it for different reasons. Not everybody wants to be a YouTuber. In yeah. fact, many people don't want to be a YouTuber. We see a lot of people coming in that they say, I have a son. I want to make videos for my son. I was like, well, that's so cute. Let us help you do that. Someone comes in and says, I'm a, I, I'm a communications department in my big company. I want to become a better communicator. Let's help you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and other people say, I just want to learn a new skill. I'm 40 years old. I just want to be excited again. Let's do that for you, right? So you never know where talent is going to come. So it's, it's first come, first serve. Um, we don't discriminate. And then, and then, but you know, once people view that some come up with talent, then we want to snatch them before anyone else does, before Antler does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm very happy to take them after you've trained them. So I think that yeah, works yeah, quite there nicely. you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, so you've got, um, NAS Academy, and you've got the NAS Company, and you've also got something called NAS Studios. So the NAS Company is just an umbrella thing. Okay. It's, it's not really anything, yeah. right? It's just NAS Studios and the Academy. So yeah. basically what the studios does is like, look, we figured out a way how to make videos very, very fast. Like right now in the industry, if you look at video making, it's like, let's say Antler, okay? Yeah. You're like a big company, and you want to go and, and, and get a, um, you know, get videos made about you. You go to an agency like, I don't know, Ogilvy and Mather or whatever. And it's like a four-month process and $200,000 later until you get your video. Uh, we think video, like, you know, you put $200,000 in a video and then you open up and you watch it on your phone on the train with no audio. And it's like, really? You pay $200,000 for a kid to watch this thing on their phone? Um, so so I, think, I, think, I think what we figured out at Nas Studio is like, let us make videos very fast, lower quality, better storytelling, cheaper. Uh, and and let's make it uh, like like for many many people, and that's the point of the studio. It's like a production house uh, where you know hospitals, tech companies, tourism boards use it uh, to create content uh, for their companies that they otherwise wouldn't be able to create. Um, and that is what the studio is. That is the main thing we do right now. And the academy came out because well, we were growing the studios and we just couldn't find video makers to hire that we liked. We couldn't find mm-hmm. video makers that did videos our style. Mm-hmm. So we said, screw it. Let's just build them, you know? And the turnaround time is what? One day? Is- oh, it can be as low as one day. Okay. Uh, but when it, when it, when it, you rely on, on clients, sometimes the client is, oh, next week we will look at the script. And so that is, that is where the delay is. It is definitely not, mostly not from us. So we, you know, it's called Nas Daily, which means every video we make mm-hmm. takes one day. Um, if a script is approved and everything is approved by the client. Right. It's like uh, the Uber for videos. Essentially, but not low quality. So Uber <laughs> Lux for videos. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I think uh, switching gears a bit. So like um, many of our listeners would, of course, be, you know, in the startup scene and, you know, founders, employees, etc. Um, so, you know, you've talked about something, uh, something like the attention economy almost like, or, or yeah. like the, the importance of attention. And, you know, if you tie that a bit to like startup founders, like, um, any advice you want to give to founders out there on, you know, the importance of attention and, you know, how to maximize it, because it's, it's certainly something that everyone should yeah. basically improve on. Right? Yeah. Uh, for sure. I, I think, you know, we all know the saying, if a tree fell in the forest and nobody saw it fall, did the tree fall? 
most rational humans would say the tree did fall. It doesn't matter if someone observed it falling or not. But the beauty of the yeah, world... Who gives a shit, right? Right, who gives a shit someone falls, yeah. right? But the beauty of the world is that it's in- incredibly irrational. And so if the tree did... Uh, no one saw the tree fall, the tree didn't fall. It's as simple as that. Yeah. That's why Trump was elected president. He said things that were not based on truth, yet many, many people believe them. Like saying his rival is corrupt, but their rival is not corrupt. But, you know, he did the media, the tree doesn't need to fall. Mm-hmm. And so... In essence, you know, if you're building a company, you're focused a lot on making the tree fall. You all you care about is cutting down the tree, but you you don't care enough about telling people that the tree is about to fall. And that's the problem mm. with founders, some founders these days, they don't care enough about the outside appearance of what they're building or telling the story of what they're doing enough. And so I think, uh, you know, there's, there's some stigma associated with calling people, oh, you're just a, an attention whore or you're just a fame seeker or, you know, all these terms that are coming up. Um, but it's really not, you know, I was called that obviously by my friends. Why do you care so much about the fame? Why are you so narcissistic? Do they still say that? No, no, because now you make more money than them. And they're like, oh, man, oh, I guess I should do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I guess you could just say, no, I'm a successful attention whore. <laughs> It's in essence, yeah. I, so, so I think there's a fine line between between being obsessed with yourself and between realizing this is good for yourself and for the world, so you should do it. Um, and more and more people need to realize um, if they can't tell the story of what they're doing efficiently and to ma- many people, then then they're not doing much. Okay, and that's the this leads me to this question that I have to ask because relating to people, I mean, there is just. Everyone says, oh, you know, be authentic uh, and, and target your market. And, you know, is, is there like, w- what's the secret behind actually getting people to listen to what you have to say? Mm, yeah, that is, that, is a, that is a good one. I don't know. I think, okay, so the, the, the sad reality is that there are some personality traits that will just never succeed. You know, I don't think anybody in the world can get attention for what they're saying. Uh, that's why some politicians don't end up succeeding. Like, no matter how much they try, you're just not engaging on a mass audience level. Yeah. That is the truth, yeah. right? Mm. Um, so I think one should all, all first look at their who they are and say, okay, do I see – like, do are my friends, are my immediate friends engaged in what I say? Yeah. My immediate friends were engaged before I started Nas Daily. They were engaged with what I said. They were just saying, Nas, you're saying stupid shit. But they were engaged, <laughs> right? And so I thought, okay, if I can engage 20 people, I can engage 2 million because there's 2 million of my friends, if not 2 billion. Um, and so are your friends engaged with the things you say? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> then don't try. Don't go to social sometimes media. Sometimes <laughs> they are. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people talk about authenticity a lot, and I think it's true. Um, you know, you know, I, I cannot go and make a video about a table. I don't care about a table. So you always make, make videos about things you care about deeply. Because it shows. Mm, that's very interesting. Shows. I want to pick on that, actually. So, you know, you're uh, doing NAS Studios, right? Which yeah. is, end of the day, a production house. Yep. Um, so you do videos for others. There are some others. videos you don't do you care mean, about. Do you mean that you personally don't do, but NAS Studios would do? Because, like, if you're trying to do something commercially, I guess, yeah. you know, do, doing only things that you care about passionately yes. might be tricky. So how do you balance that? So 10% of the videos we make at Nas Studios actually go on my channel. 
Right. Okay. So 10% actually our followers see. And those are videos that we made, I would have made for free. Uh, the 90% go on the client's channel. So that I need, yeah, with running a business, sometimes you have to separate between, okay, passion and sustainability of the business. Um, so yeah, there are some videos I'm not passionate about and agree, and I would never put them on my channel, uh, but the client wants them and, mm. and, and we do them. It doesn't have my face in them. Uh, it's just right. we, we just try to craft it the way we would for ourselves and we give it to them. Uh, but overall, we've noticed that a lot of the people that come in the door are people that agree with our mission. Mm. So they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. You know, you don't want, you, there's no hard selling of my product. Okay. I get it. like soft sales. Like, you know, we try to make it more, less branded and more like, mm. you know, a university came in and said, make a video about a university. And we said, okay, let's make a video about your students. Let's go to West Africa and make a video about one of your students there. And so that's something we would have done for free. Yeah, yeah. Tourism department of the Philippines said, come make a video about how we cleaned our beaches. I was like, are you joking? I made that video 50 times for free. And now you want to give me money to do it? Yeah. Let's do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so sometimes the, the planets do align. Um, but overall, and the reason I was a stickler for food, right, is because I don't care about food. Um, uh, you know, I care about some, you know, the veganism or vegetarian aspect of food, but most like, oh, this laksa is so tasty. This is the best rest. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily care about that. Uh, so that's why I was very sure will, to say, yeah. no, we don't care about food. You know, <laughs> what do you <laughs> care? <laughs> what do you care about the most? I'm what do I care? I? You guys right <laughs> now. <laughs> but I was just curious. Did you take the money from the Philippines uh, tourism board? For that video, yes, yeah. and it was yeah. clear that it yeah. was it was with that. Of video. course, but but uh, actually, to to build on something you said there about your personal brand, your NAS Studios, like if you think about founders out there, uh, on on average, if you will, w- would you kind of recommend folks to focus on building the personal brand or the company brand? Uh, what would you startup? recommend? I would actually uh, dep- well, it depends a lot. Like if you're doing, in my view, like if you're doing B two B companies. Um, you probably actually want to focus a bit more on the personal brand. And then if you're doing B2C, you know, you really want the the brand itself mm-hmm. to be recognizable for the product. But like, I, I'm just winging it here. So, you know. Uh, I like that. I like the way you put it. I really think it depends on the on the founder and who, mm. you know, some of them just can't pull off this personal brand thing. And it just comes across so strained and artificial yeah. that, yeah. you know, and nobody knows them. And then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. let's just start with the company and explain what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one guy uh, who was a guest in our podcast called me ugly. And I said, I told Pooja that, uh, you know, is that good? And she said, you know, okay, that's your personal brand. Just keep building that. So I was like, I was this, like, is, this is a good direction. <laughs> ugly VC. This, uh, I was like, there's so much noise out there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Ugly VC. Money yeah. talks. Yeah. Everything else walks. She, she also, like, we also posted like, uh, uh, the announcement that you're joining us as a global venture partner uh, and, you know, from my LinkedIn account, and it was the, the worst picture ever taken of me. And what she told me, that's fully consistent with your personal brand. You said, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you were just having an extra ha- bad hair day that day so yeah you know and you know every other way so you can have a bad day <laughs> I mean I agree with you guys I, I mean I don't know exactly where I stand in front of some people just don't want to be the reason I was attracted to software engineering is because I could hide myself so I mm. I had a crazy insecurities in the past four, five years ago or so and I was like okay I'm brown you know, I'm not traditionally attractive, you know, based on Tinder results. So you literally have, you don't, there's not a subjective thing, it's objective. 
you go on Tinder, you match how many people swipe right on you, right? Yeah. And and my friends got a lot more swipe rights than I did. And then that's when I realized mm. there's no messing around. There's no, oh, my mom telling me you're beautiful. No, 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 that's it. You're traditionally not desired, right? And then and that's when I realized, fuck, you know, then I'm going to go to software engineering and hide myself and build a product and make that product be the sexy thing, which was Venmo, which is mm. super sexy. Um, uh, so I think some people should do that. <laughs> you know, so, so <laughs> some people should do that. I just got really lucky that uh, people didn't care about my looks anymore and they cared about yeah, what I said. You, you were the uh, ugly duckling that became the swan. So that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> nice. ugly duckling. And you're still the ugly duckling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but basically that means there's hope for me. <laughs> yes, yes, there is hope. So I don't know if I answer your question. It, you're, you're basically saying it really depends on the situation, the the, the, yeah. the, the context that you're in, and yeah. and the point in life. That but the B two B B two C distinction, I think, yeah. I think yeah. was right. That's... Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we're talking about social media content creation and um, all this stuff about branding. You know, you you've used Facebook, of course. There's YouTube, and now there's TikTok. And you know, how do you see all these different platforms compete and um, you know, with with falling attention spans, and do you think each one is kind of going to have their own market as we go forward because they're so distinct? Yeah, I think it's more of the latter. I'm noticing it because I'm putting the same video on multiple platforms, and you measure the response, right? You measure the number of views, you measure the type of comments, the length of comments, who's commenting, the gender of the audience, the location of the audience, and you're seeing that. You know, uh, Facebook is good for a certain type of content. YouTube is good for a certain type of content. TikTok is, is good for a shitty type of content. So it really depends on what kind of content you want to make. Um, you know, if you don't care about, you know, educational, uh, value in the content, then TikTok is perfect, right? It's, it's, it's incredibly entertaining. It's just a bunch of girls like, you know, dancing. And, and that's, that is, you know, part of the reason for the growth of that thing, right? Instagram is more visual. If you care about pictures, Instagram is for you. Uh, Facebook is more like social issues. It's more like, okay, we need to fix this. We need to fix that. It's people fighting with each other, bah, da, 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 right? Or we need a new president. Yeah, or we need a new president. And that is, that is the type of content we make. And so that's perfect for us. Facebook is perfect for us. But then you see videos that do incredibly well on Facebook. You put them on YouTube and, and they don't do as well because YouTube is more of a, you know, like, hey guys, this is my life right now. I'm vlogging. Come join me in my room and let me show you my my house. And so, I mean, also there's a lot of educational parts in YouTube, but not as social issues related as as Facebook is. Um, so I would I would say, you know, ask yourself where, what type of content am I making, and like uh, double double down on the platform. So I doubled down on Facebook, and it worked. Right. Do you, by the way, have a data analyst or like a data scientist that, you know, analyze this stuff or? I or? used to be a data engineer. Yeah. So, okay, so why, you do, do, it why do I need to pay someone $10,000 a month to do that? Because maybe your time is more valuable doing other shit, right? So. No, no, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I, I, I should do. But yeah. Nice. Can I hire you as a data analyst? <laughs> I'm not, I don't. I don't do. We have an in-house software engineer yeah. and he does the graphs and whatnot. But the yeah. problem is, there's no problem. It's that the platforms have built the graphs for you. Like, why are you trying to reinvent what Facebook yeah. built? You know, yeah. so there's only so much data we can collect that is unique from the data that Facebook already gives you and YouTube already gives you. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Just the importance of 
having that sort of analytical approach that's clearly critical even even kind of early your team is not not huge like you have what nine people or something 19 yeah. 19 he's got 19 last time it was like nine was so it this nine? is like hyper growth uh, we, that hiring, was like uh, right? a few weeks ago hyper growth and expenses that's <laughs> nice <laughs> i don't think it's a hyper growth in revenue <laughs> yeah but yeah the, the last time we were just launching the academy so that yes. was just right before we so met in january probably, right like, yeah, yeah was exactly, january? exactly exactly yes uh, and it was ago. just launched we just graduated 10 students and we're graduating 32 this month amazing yeah. that is simply amazing well cool. we'll see we're hiring a ceo for the academy so oh. if you're interested <laughs> thank you uh, you're, you're asking Pooja. you don't want to ugly, <laughs> ugly figurehead. let's do this <clears throat> i'll think about it <laughs> okay so i know it's interesting that you say that you're not very bullish on tiktok and Every day, I kid you not, I have an agency coming and asking me, your brand needs to get on TikTok. That is the future. That is, that is Gen Z, right? Because, you know, there's, it's now being divided literally generationally. And I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, you know, is this all, you know, a fad and phase? And is, is, is what is, what, what is your view? So I, I, I'm more wrong than right. But this is the metrics I use to judge. I ask myself, uh, does this uh, new product uh, provide value or does it provide uh, fun? Uh, and, and it really did. So, so when, when Facebook came in, it provided, it, wasn't, it was fun, poke, 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 but it provided value. Now you're connecting with friends that you otherwise wouldn't be able to connect with. Um, when you look at uh, uh, Vine, uh, what did Vine provide from Twitter? Did it provide value or fun? Six-second videos, da-da-da-da-da. That was more fun than value. And I think fun is temporary. You can't look at Zynga. Farmville, what did Farmville provide? Mm-hmm. Did it provide fun or value? It provided fun. And usually things that provide fun don't last. Uh, like Trivia, Trivia HQ, you know that mm-hmm. app? That provided fun. It didn't last. Snapchat provided fun at the beginning. And it's struggling to like last. So, so, so really, what is the value that TikTok is providing? Because right now it's mostly fun. And I think at some point, I mean, these guys are incredibly smart. It's, you know, ByteDance is so good. So at some point they will provide the value from TikTok and it will last. But I don't go to TikTok right now and say, oh, thank God this gave me an ability to do something I wasn't able to do. It doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so right now it's like, oh, 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 how many fucking dances am I going to, you know, do? So that's my theory, but I may be wrong. Yeah, it's incredible how uh, hooked the uh, the kids are. Yeah, to like so, so my daughter's twelve, and I actually haven't uh, let her, uh, you know, download TikTok and get into it yet. Really? Uh, yeah, and the reason is like she's, uh, you know addicted enough to her phone already and then when i hear her stories from her friends like she goes to hang out with a friend and and then she comes back a few hours later and uh basically what they've done is they've sat with the friend's phone or the friend is on tiktok and you know she's basically just watching like screw that shit like that's that's a whole different topic like i'm sure it's a great business but 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 you know um uh, yeah, that was my personal choice. But do you see her doing but, that for 20 years? No, but I also don't, like I've been wondering if she will ever join Facebook, uh, assuming Facebook in something, some sort of a similar format as now is going to be there. And I'm I'm sort of slightly skeptical, like uh, what at least like in my circles, and that's probably not at all relevant to, for example, you, you know, Facebook is definitely becoming like the, the grandma generation product in a way. 
Potentially. Uh, I, I, I heard people say that uh, seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. Baby know. boomers. Yeah. And, no, exactly. And, and the Gen, numbers and still Gen grow. X, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I also think I used to be when I, I when Facebook came out, I, I was actually the kid. I was in middle school or whatever, and and I said I fucking hate this thing. I don't need it. It's not fun because I didn't care about value. I cared about fun. But the minute I joined college, I was like, oh my god, I need Facebook. I need a Facebook group. I need to connect with my classmates, or else I'll be the lonely kid at mm. school. I eventually became the lonely kid at school, but doesn't matter, mm. you know. So. So I saw the value of Facebook in my life the minute I entered college, and I don't think your 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 daughter will see the value now and for the next five years. Mm. But at some point, she will need it. Yes. Yeah, Same so- with LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you think your your you know Do you think your daughter will will go on LinkedIn now? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no. Who is your daughter? Yeah, I mean, okay, but going back to TikTok, <laughs> my son is allowed on weekends, joking. and he's made some uh, pretty cool stuff. And and the whole thing <laughs> is that. Is that you can do it really quick and yes. and and they do it interactively as well. They they made a video on on how they created this Lego thing and mm. so I think like I said, it's for that for this particular phase. Yeah, but it's increased specialization. Like the communication with classmates, that's at least with my daughter. Like WhatsApp, that's WhatsApp, and then they have Snapchat, and they have like TikTok, and you know. So let's see what comes in the future. So yeah, LinkedIn is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been pushing her to join like uh, any month now. So. <laughs> So you talked about, I need to go back to this about connection and value, the two things that, you know, content needs to have. And um, how do you actually know what to create and, and really connect and build value? And, and you know, does this, the only way is user-generated content or, you know, interacting with you, people on the ground to get to get ideas? Is that the best way? How, how do, how do how, we create yeah, the content? Yeah. Like how do you make, make the sure con- that you create content that is, that suits the demographic that you're targeting and uh, that really builds connection and value in the right way. Yeah. Well, I think after I made, after I created 400, 500 videos, I started to sort of uh, see some patterns in the sense that, okay, the audience kind of enjoys content about, let's say, uh, the environment rather than about, you know, my parents, right? Uh, hypothetically speaking. So, so, so you start to make more videos towards that. So you try to find more stories that are in that in that sphere. So you know, slowly you start to understand what does well, what doesn't do well. Um, how do you create the content? Like, it really depends. Like, you know, you look at um, most of my videos I create because of the community. So seventy uh, percent of the ideas for the videos I make come from people who tell me ideas. So when you have a, a network of twenty million people, then some of them will email you and say, "Hey, no one knows about this. Make a video about it." You're kind of like how CNN gets their tips and submissions and all that stuff. We do that too, but for not news breaking stuff. And so we, that's how we get to the content. What qualifies as a good content or not? I mean, look, we say, like, has this been made before in the way we want to do it? Like, has someone done it our style? Most of the time, the answer is no, so we do it. Like the coronavirus, for example. We made a video about the coronavirus and how Singapore fights coronavirus. You know, a lot of people were creating text images, even the government was creating videos of like how they are fighting coronavirus, right? But we felt we felt that the way they were doing it wasn't our style. And we thought there's a need for something that is our style uh, in, in, in that video for this topic. And so we created it. And now it's like now the most viewed video about coronavirus mm-hmm. out of Singapore yeah. ever. So, yeah. so, so, so I think 
So what is the style? Well, I think ours is more like sort of it's 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 like it starts with entertainment, ends with entertainment, but in the middle of it is the value addition. Mm. And I think that is and it's comprehensive. So let me tell you the full story of how Singapore is fighting coronavirus. But most of the videos that were out there were like, okay, this is one thing we're doing. This is a video. This is another one thing we're doing. This is a video. So what we did was like literally collected the pieces, put them together into one big video. And we thought that needed to exist. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those calculations yeah. happen yeah. every time you yeah. create a video. But do you, so do you see your audience caring about the, the subject? Or, or So are they there for you and your style of doing videos? Or are they there for the subject matter? Uh, the audience doesn't care about anything. I think it's your job to make them care. Like how do I make you care mm. about something you've ignored for 40 years? Right. Like, if you look at that, we made a video about the landfill and the waste management in Singapore. Mm, that's you know, exciting. Right? Exciting. Like, like what is going to happen to this water bottle now that after you throw it in the trash? Yeah, it's horrible here in Singapore. Why? Yeah, because there's limited recycling and... Uh, da, 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 right, right, but what happens after you throw it? Where does it go? I should watch your video. You don't care. You haven't cared. Most people don't care, right? And so... We then we made a video about what happens to this. Well, actually, it's fascinating. Uh, essentially, nothing happens. It gets burned, and yeah, no that's pollution. Horrible. No, no pollution. No there. pollution, and then it goes to like a landfill that doesn't smell and looks like a resort. Anyway, I'll, ch- I'll send. Sounds you the video. like magic. No, it, it, it does. Yeah. It does. But, but I think that's a very important point. How do you make people care about things they don't? And entertainment has to be involved. Yes. That's the brand part. But I had one question still like on that. So are there any companies you see out there that are great, uh, almost like best in class when it comes to, you know, online content creation? Media. like yeah. media. I think Vox is one of the best in the world. Um, I think Humans of New York mm-hmm. is also one of the best, even though it's just pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sorry, outside the uh, media space. So, like uh, you know, in other sectors, oh. companies that you know utilize online media creation or online content creation. Well, ah, uh, I see. I think uh, Squarespace and Skillshare are really good at it um, because they're they're everywhere. Wherever you mm. go, like Squarespace is like they're they're, they're the way they 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 pay uh, YouTubers to like. Uh, do things uh, and, 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 and and like their marketing strategy is awesome. Um, and in Singapore, I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, I feel like Grab is always in the news and in the mm. conversations, but maybe mm. because it's Grab and you use it every day. But I don't, I don't know. Nothing stands in mind. I think only Squarespace and okay. Wix. Okay. Squarespace oh. and Wix stand. So those are examples folks should study. Uh, study study <laughs> study <laughs> should yes. look at okay so where do you see nas company two years from now uh in two years we're all dead um, two years i That's hope quick. Not, i hope i don't die in a car accident and someone sees this and it's like oh yep. yeah oh. uh no uh, look uh, what, what is the point of nas daily i mean look it's 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 also like what do you want to build right if if you either build something to be acquired in two years and three years and like become a millionaire or you want to build something that that is a family business for 30 years or you want to build an institution that that lasts for 100 years like what is it that you want Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know i i generally i i love uh the business of uh brand building and i think when you build a brand all of a sudden you can do whatever the fuck you want sorry i cursed 
right? So like, I, I want to build the three letters NAS. NAS means people in Arabic. My real name is Nasir. It's not Nas. So I want Nas to be as recognizable as 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 the word we work or we live we or we grow or Trump or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it's I, but I want that to be so basically a train wreck. <laughs> okay, Virgin, Virgin, as recognized as Virgin, right? Because Virgin is like it's genius, right? They did Virgin Active, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactic. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. How did mm. they do it? Right? And Uber Eats, Uber Food, Uber whatever, Grab. So you want it to be a verb? Uh, well, I, I want to build businesses that sort of, that are an ecosystem. That's that's what I want it to be. So NAS Studios, NAS Academy, uh, maybe NAS Hotel, maybe NAS mm-hmm. Tours, whatever, whatever it is in the future. Okay. I want that to be the consistent family of, of company brands. Got it. Um, how, are, how are we going to get there? God knows. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's, oh, you cannot also make Nas tobacco, obviously. So it has to be like business things that you think you can do that make the world somewhat a better place. That connect um, people. Yeah. But it's yeah. interesting. Actually, Virgin is a good example of something where like Richard Branson has a super strong personal brand. Mm-hmm. And amazing. then you yeah. have Virgin super strong brand as well. So, right. so sort of both have been accomplished. How do you think he did? What do you think he did first? Was it the personal or the or the company? Ah, uh, company. Company. He started the company sure. first. And, but it's amazing how personal. What, what would his claim to fame be otherwise, right? Yeah. But you're like um, in the in uh, the true attention W style, you know, you went for both seeker. and I think it's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's working out. Thank high you. five well, time. We just high fived. So. Or was watching the video, which I don't think anyone will be yeah, watching yeah, the video. Yeah, ho- hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> okay. Now, um, if you could change one thing or event from the past, what would it be and why? I mean, if I did, then my life would be different now. So I, I, I wouldn't do it. So no regrets, you say? Life is amazing. I, actually, it is. Do you have any regrets? I wouldn't say regrets. It's just, you know, things that we would do, a, I would do a bit differently or, you know, like I, I, in one of the episodes we discussed this and for me it was take that extra year off. You know, and take that gap and go discover stuff. Like, as opposed to constantly counting time and, you know, Mm. being like, I need to do this, that, and the other. I I think the question is, Mm. are you happy where you are now? If you are not happy where you are now, then you have regrets that you could change in the past. I I am Mm. happy, but I think Mm. time, time is a big thing, right? So you feel like you didn't spend enough time with yourself. (laughs) Yes. I know, you're spending time. I get it. I get the need to I get the come to work with me every day. That's pretty bad. Um, Would you change but, anything? Uh, not really. Like, like okay. I've answered this question before by saying, you know, I want to, you know, join the. I would have joined the startup ecosystem earlier because I, you know, plowed through like a boring job for years in the more corporate environment and all that. Um, but at the same time, like you learn from your fuck ups. So you know, if you didn't make them, we're, so you, you feel know, too old now. I don't feel too old. I I just feel like I could be further uh, oh. when it comes to my personal development. Between the co-founder of Antler says Between that. That's my insane. in my personal development, the way I feel like I would be, and maybe I would be less ugly. Never know. <laughs> it's all about perception. Yeah, Ben. I mean, you're married, so yeah, right. If there's hope for you, there's hope for yeah, all of us. Yeah, managed managed to fool one person. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps you going every day like you know what's your what's your drive um i think fear I, i'm oh. very motivated by fear i love fear i mean you you know 
uh, in Islam, which is my religion, so I can speak on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's like uh, they say, okay, you pray to Allah uh, because you're either in love with heaven or scared of hell. There's only two reasons why you pray. And so a lot of I me, mean, I think a lot of humans are driven by fear, uh, scared of hell rather than love for heaven. Similarly, I'm scared of um, regrets in the future. I'm scared of uh, failure. I'm scared of uh, letting letting uh, family down, letting myself down, breaking commitments. So that kind of scares me. So it really does motivate me. And I think I think public accountability is amazing. What what I want I wanted to do something like this, and it's the most narcissistic thing I'll say in this entire podcast. You know, back when I was a software engineer, I was like, man, I want to work out. And I really want to be really ripped. You know, like I want to be very fit, just like you. I want it to be super like, <laughs> sorry, man. They, they can't see me, can't. so you have to describe me now. <laughs> I think we need to have one episode just on you. <laughs> I want it to be fit. And the only way to become fit is if I create this app where after I go to the gym, I take a picture of myself half naked, right? Literally just like my, my upper body. And I... Put it on this app and you download this app and you see every post is like, okay, day one, day two, day three of Nas working out. But the idea about like super narcissistic, who's going to hell going to watch my progress trying to become fit? But the idea behind it is like when there is a thousand people checking in on you every single day, um, you're going to work your ass up. So public accountability, I think, is very, very important. It's huge. So when I did the thousand day commitments, you know, if I missed a day, for me, that translated into like, shit. I cannot go to Antler right now and say, I've done it for a thousand days and a thousand times because people know that I missed a day. So, so that's what I think that's what motivates me. It is not the purest reason. Um, I think, I think another sort of, so fear and anger are the two. Sorry, this is a long answer. A fear is a fear of like failure and fear of wasting your life. That's why I have this t shirt. And then anger at how the world is now. Like, I think. I think when you're a kid, you grow up thinking the world is perfect. You look at Disney, wow, good always wins. And you look at like Snow White, wow, you know, it's amazing. Toy Story, wow, you know, world is perfect. For your kid probably still thinks the world is perfect. Your kid, she doesn't know. No, they know me. <laughs> <laughs> but but they don't know that, you know, white people have more money than black people. And that, that, is, that is anger inducing. They don't know that there's a billion Indians and 200 million of them are under the poverty line. That is anger-inducing. So they don't know that you know businesses make money because they know someone that knows someone. That doesn't mean it's efficient. It's not a meritocracy. Mm. And so, and so we, they don't know that. But the minute they start learning that, it's like, well, how the fuck is this happening right now? It becomes more anger-inducing. Mm. So I think fear and anger of the world and fear that you're going to live, uh, die without doing anything is the reason why Nas Daily exists. And that was yeah. a pressure cooker. 24 years. Pressure, pressure. Fuck the world. Fuck the world. The world sucks. Right, and then it it exploded in in Nas Daily. Yeah, not many things are built in the comfort zone. There's the narcissistic answer to that. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, and there's uh, also the angry entrepreneur, like you say. Like I've seen that. If they they like you know, you say you felt so strongly about it, but at least it it's come trickle down really positively in a positive. Right? But yeah. some people trickle down, and you get Hitler, right? So it mm. it it really depends how people explode. So yeah. going back to that, I wouldn't kill the baby because I'm Hindu and I believe in karma and it's not my duty so you know wow. <laughs> you believe in karma that's cool like as a scientific thing um yeah I mean I've, I've seen it like you really you've seen karma how does it look I, like 
You know right, what I'm saying? It's cause mind, and effect. Is, <laughs> not, not, this is a minefield now. Um, <laughs> All right. So, uh, so. <laughs> no, I I believe in karma too. Don't worry, I believe yeah. in karma. It's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one more question I wanted to ask: um, Who would you like to see in our podcast? Who would be an exciting guest, like the most exciting guest? Because we don't we don't aim low. Uh, I think you should try to get Eduardo Saverin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice yeah. to hear what he thinks. Um, I think you should try to get um, uh, Tarman, Minister Tarman. Oh, he is brilliant. Yeah. Yes. You see, you see that reaction? Yeah. I think Minister Tarman would provide a lot of value. I would, I would listen to that uh, for sure. And I think you should ask him like really tough questions. Like, right. Why does Singapore have no minimum wage? Yeah. And it's like the reasoning behind that I think is fascinating. Nas, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, thank you so much. And for this really candid, open, honest conversation. To some extent, yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's great to see the energy that you bring, you know, both I, I saw you online first and that's what amazed me, your energy and even and in person it's different, but it's still so passionate and you can feel it. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> thank you so much. I have five more years until it it disappears, so <laughs> enjoy it while I laugh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. You. you have been listening to the Antler VC Cast with UC Salavera and me, Pooja Parwani. To know more about Antler, our portfolio companies, and our philosophy, visit us at www.antler.co or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at Antler Global. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.